Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony Steak Podcast, episode 167. I'm Sean, and joined with me in the quarantine booth, we have Tony Katz. Yes, hello, hello. And uh, six miles of separation, off-road Andy. Yeah, I'm you know not in the room, but uh, I'm still I'm still here. You're about six miles, aren't you? Something like that. Uh, yeah, maybe four. I don't know. Andy, maybe we'll. Uh, I mean, one of these days. I mean, it seems like things are slowly easing up. We can get you back in here before you know it. Well, you always could. I mean, there's no cops that are going to get you. But no, I know. You have well, to set an example, though. You see, Josh yeah. Brolin. He got yelled at. Well, he got yelled at by who? The press. He went to go visit his parents. Hmm. I wouldn't was, fuck with Josh Brolin. It was actually pretty uh, funny today, Andy, because uh, Nitrovich or whatever, who was the guy on uh, the Patriots? You just made that name up. What was his name? Mitrov- what was the guy on the Patriots? Something Vich. Oh, Rob Ninkovich. Ninkovich. Yeah. So he, uh, he actually said today how he's like, you know, I actually went over to Rob Gronkowski's house, but we kept our six foot distance. You know, we were just working out. We kept our distance. You know, it's like, it's so funny that they're like, we had like he is you know he's admitting that like yeah I went and hung out with my friend but like we kept our distance just so like people don't freak out. But he yeah. was basically the reason why he said that though is because he did say that uh, Gronk had kind of like uh, hinted at things to him about like that he was about to make a comeback. So he wanted to get in on it. Yeah. Well, he said he didn't really think anything of it. Like he didn't think it would move this fast. And the other funny thing is too is I know this. We talked about this in sports. This is just a preview. But how he did say, like, I'm not going to play for another quarterback for the rest of, like, ever again. And then sure enough, he didn't. <laughs> he came back and is playing for the same guy. Yep. That's, I don't get it, but I don't get that kind of loyalty. Yeah. Like, if another podcast invited me, I'd go. Yeah, he's actually hoping it happens. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so the reason for all of this six feet of separation stuff is, of course, as you know, COVID-19. It's here to stay for now. Uh 2.5 million confirmed cases around the world. Uh, almost a million in the United States. Whoa. Uh, 176, call it 170,000, uh, uh, I can speak, 177,000 deaths around the world. And uh, it's, it's insane, but it does seem like it's leveling out. It does seem like things might be going back to normal for some states before too well, long. We'll see. New York might be over. Um, Andy yeah, I says, think, we'll um, see. That's ominous Andy for you. There's definitely been a leveling off in a lot of European countries. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not like an acceleration of new cases, new deaths, but it's def- definitely not like falling here in, in the U.S. I think you can't look at daily numbers. I want to start seeing things reported like weekly because... There's a clear trend of like Saturday, Sunday, Monday of like numbers going down. And then no, I, I agree with that. Because again. I remember last yeah. week it was like Monday, nine new cases. And you're like, oh, sweet. And then it was like Wednesday, 91 new cases. And you're like, oh, yeah. Like today it's looking like 2,500 new deaths in the United States, which had been like 1,500 the last three days. Um, it's probably just slow to count stuff. And it's like the actual count per day is not that useful so it seems like the average of this last week was a little bit higher than the average of the week before which is better than the huge growth we've had before yeah regardless Uh, though i think it's it's definitely improving though i don't know that it's improving (laughs) well i mean it's getting better i mean and i think with this heat growing yeah i mean i don't think it's going to grow anymore at least i don't i mean i don't everyone's got their own opinion 
it depends on this is what it's like when we're taking these actions. It just depends where things are going to open. Like we have golf put together like coming the, up. Yeah, they opened up golf today. In uh, they're putting together County. the guidelines for you know what can be open, how it can be open, and th- there's definitely need to do more. Try to open more stuff. Oh, there's yeah. a long there's a long way between normal and what we are now. Oh, we'll never be normal again. No, I think so, I think we'll be normal again at some point. Well, but like, no, I, I do agree it is a long ways away. I'm the opposite of a germaphobe, so I'll go right back. Oh yeah, no, I mean I'm not too concerned about it either. But I I do, I do agree that it'll be a long time before you go out somewhere and it's like oh you don't see anybody in masks or anything or you know people are like kind of like not wanting to touch anything or whatever, which is fine. I mean I think maybe in the long run I mean, maybe it gets people to realize like how dirty some people are, like how you don't think about certain things when you go touch something or you go somewhere and you don't wash your hands that often or whatever. For at least some, I don't know. But like I'm, I'm the reverse of that. I'm like touch everything you want. Like you, you want the community. Yeah, I still think we do a test and just we send it in New York and just have you walk around the city and for five minutes and then you catch it and then uh, maybe we find out you already did have it and you you did defeat the thing in, in ten hours like you said on the podcast. I don't know pre uh, yeah. pre quarantine. Uh, well, we're definitely going to see some interesting experiments. I'd say there's a lot of. A lot of places that will try to open up and we'll see if then there's an acceleration with them. Yeah. Um, there's places I know like Georgia where they're like, yeah, we want to open up because we might meet some guidelines. It's like, no, they're not doing all that well. And that could be disastrous, but I don't know. I think these protests have been pretty stupid. I mean, when are, when are protests not stupid? Are they wearing the masks and all that ironically or? I don't, I don't think so. I think. They don't want I mean, to get the average, virus, but they're protesting stay at home. Yeah, the average age is like 62. Most of them are retirees who aren't like laid off from their jobs. So what are you complaining about? Yeah, then there's, so for some reason, the Second Amendment's a big part of it. It's like, what does this have to do with anything? No one, none of those people know like, nor care. They just want to pillage and complain. Like, I know, like, they wanted to close gun stores. Some places closed gun stores. But, like, that's really the least of our problems. Yeah. Like, I'd rather go to, you know, the mall than get a gun. I think most people would. Got to go to the toilet paper store. Yeah, that's important. Seems to be uh, leveling off on that. I think you can get it these days. Some places. Yeah. Some places you still can't. But how much toilet paper do people need? Well, that's the thing. If people are buying two months worth of supply, they're going to be like, wait, I don't need to buy it anymore. I'm good. Two month, yes. two months worth of supply is still not enough from one toilet paper pack from Costco. That last five people in this house, or four people in this house, uh, probably like three months. Yeah, that's four people. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I think have I'm a little overboard. I don't know I, how much people use. I was able to get uh, right when this first started, like at the beginning of March, or like. Right, like around St. Patrick's Day, like when things were really hitting the starting to hit the wall, and I was able from our family's restaurant was able to get like two big rolls of toilet paper, and it's like they're like you know like the golf cart tire size. Yeah, like they're not like you know it's not your classic roll. It's just like the cheap shitty kind, but it's a lot of it. And I brought two of those home, and we granted we have it in the guest bathroom. We haven't really had much guests, but uh, regardless, that a roll is still. 80% 80% full plus there's still another one. So yeah, we definitely, uh, it is crazy to think that that's what people went for still. What I still I, beyond that. What I liked that we had that for, I blow my nose this time of year. 
allergies yeah. are in the air, and even toilet or uh, tissue paper has been gone. I just finally was able to get some at Trader Joe's, but so I didn't feel too guilty grabbing, you know, a little bit of that golf tire to blow my nose. Oh yeah, no, that's that's definitely got to go for something. But uh, the, what also is interesting though, Andy, is so I saw like as of yesterday, I haven't seen any recent numbers. I know Orange County had like uh, what like sixteen hundred something cases yet, like as of yesterday. Something like that. Yeah. And, I tried to pull uh, it up and it's, it's having a loading issue. But what I found interesting though, is that they were also saying now like the negative cases. So there was 17,000 negative cases. So what I'm getting at is like, does that mean there's that? I mean, I'm sure some of those are like for maybe work related maybe or something, or someone does have a scratch though. Cause this is a uh, allergy time. I mean, Sean just mentioned it. I've mentioned it that I've been congested before. I've had like a little cough here and there, like, but mainly like the congestion and stuff like scratchy throat at times, but then it goes away. But it's like, do we think like those are some a good amount of those numbers are paranoid people, or is it just the, also the reality that people are sick and here we have you know fifteen thousand people that might have the regular flu that you know happens all the time as well? Are you saying negative tests? Yeah, so seventeen thousand negative tests in Orange County. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that but, seems right because yeah, we only have less than two thousand cases. So I think so. The, the tests, there's if I'm not mistaken, there's still a thirty percent uh, inaccuracy rate, right? Yeah, those haven't improved. Because yeah, I'm seeing on the list here, California is the second most tested state in the country. Yeah, I mean that's what happens when you're like the biggest. Well, we're actually very poor on tests per like per capita. Yeah. So yeah, total three hundred thousand tests in California. So total six hundred fifty thousand in New York. Well, between like tests per capita, we're fifth worst. Well, I mean between L.A. and San Francisco, do those people even matter? I don't know what that means. I mean, like those towns up there. I mean, I imagine like, per capita, like they don't have nine million uh, people probably exist. Eight million, four they million. Have I'm just kidding. Obviously, you know, anybody that I know that lives between LA and San Francisco, which surprisingly is like a couple, I apologize. Psych. My brother lives on like the outskirts by Six Flags of LA County. I feel like that's like the the edge of the. What city is Six Flags in again? Uh, Santa Clarita. Isn't that that like near Palmdale or something? So my brother works in Palmdale, but he lives over that way. Yeah, Palmdale's probably 30 minutes. Yeah, the area he lives in is actually pretty nice. The city planner planned... uh, where all the cops live. Is that right? All the LAPD live out there. Hmm. Well, safe then. Uh, But yeah, so... I don't know. Not a whole lot new. I haven't been hearing many uh, new people getting, you know, celebrities getting it. Um, have you, Andy? Um, I'm trying to think. I don't think so. I feel like it's no longer cool to say you have it. That's a good point. I don't know the last. Uh, I think the last person I saw that said that got it, like between celebrity athlete, was uh, uh, what's his name, Andy, on uh, Broncos. The guy who are uh, old. Oh, on Miller. Yeah, Miller, the guy that the kid from the future predicted to win the MVP. I miss that guy. He was like, so insanely in talented. We, in the future, we mean us. We predicted that. Uh, well, his name was Steven. I'm pretty sure it was Steven. But we don't want to give anything. We don't want to give anything away. We predicted that Von Miller yeah. on our website <laughs> years ago. You know, he did drive a DeLorean, so that was pretty unique. Did he really? No. <laughs> I don't think anyone does. I know. That's why I was going to be so shocked. That would have been crazy. Um, 
It's been funny to get on the pod one of these days. If you ever were able to get a hold of him, I honestly think I might still have his number. But what was that? Twenty sixteen. Yeah, I mean that was the year I think the Broncos won the Super Bowl, right, Andy? Twenty sixteen. Yeah. So that would have been like the twenty fifteen season. Yeah. So wow, that was that was definitely right when the website was like first getting started. Mm-hmm. It'd be cool to do a, a true Hollywood story of where is he now. The uh, kid from the future. I, I guarantee you he fucking skipped this year. He's not here right now. Come on. Who <laughs> the fuck wants to be here? He's come out in North Korea. <laughs> oh, speaking of North Korea, we'll uh, we'll get there in a moment. But yeah, I mean, anything else we want to add on uh, COVID, Corona-19? Um, I believe yeah. there's going to be an announcement from the governor next tomorrow. So today, as you're listening, assuming you listen to this when it's brand new, pressing a pressing news um i don't know what it'll entail but it sounds like this is kind of an update i mean they speak every goddamn day and what's most entertaining is just watching these sound people sign off on their noises and shit it's like aren't don't deaf people just read the closed captioning they want the option why i don't know Visual. they're so animated it takes you not no one's paying attention to them they're watching the guy sign and mouth weird things you're like he's not He's not saying what he's saying. He's saying his own thing. Yeah. Well, what I want to say is, uh, even though things seem to be not as bad as maybe people are predicting, that still be smart, still be reasonable. Yeah, of course. So wear a mask when you go out. Stay yeah. behind. And, then, and I hope, like, up. if places are allowed to go back to work, that they're still allowing people to work from home and they have options, that kind of stuff. I think they'll definitely have options for the people that are older, like don't have underlining conditions, but it will be interesting though. If someone is like healthy for the most part, like if a 36 year old guy is healthy, but is like, Hey, I don't want to, I'm not comfortable going back to work yet. I mean, I can't imagine anybody's losing their job over this. If they're still not comfortable. Cause that, that, you know, if, if you were to get fired for that, I imagine that person would go out and say something. And then that person, that company would get some backlash. So yeah. in the industry I'm in, we deal with a lot of property managers and that kind of stuff. And it sounds like there's going to be a lot of vacancies. A lot of people are figuring out, Hey, I'm saving our company X amount of dollars by having X amount of employees work from home. It's actually not that difficult. We might see a lot of unoccupied office space these days. Maybe the Tony's take moves into an office. Who knows? Oh, that could be exciting. Uh, I doubt it that we do it, but, uh, so that's one thing is the plus side of that is traffic could be a lot lighter, not yeah. to the levels we're seeing now. And they are actually, you know, you're seeing more and more cars on the road every single day, but yeah, maybe they don't go back to the, you know, grid. Yeah, maybe it'll, maybe it'll be a long time before we get like real, real bad work traffic again, but I don't know. Food for thought. But, uh, yeah, unless Ominous Andy has anything else to say, we uh, could move on to uh, some news involving, I believe, the only country to claim they have no cases of uh, coronavirus, North Korea. And uh, no one here will see or hear this, but there is a lost tape of uh, an interview with... Uh, <laughs> Someone doing an impression, someone being an interviewer, and it's quite good. But, uh, and I quote the interviewer, this could never air. Uh, but yeah, and so it won't. <laughs> what is that? And it won't. 
We're, uh, of course, talking uh, about Kim <laughs> Jong-un and the uh, country that's closed to the world. And, uh, that was a great interview. Who knew this would be the only time that it'd be worthwhile to close yourself off to the whole rest of the world? Uh, but it turns out there is a story that came out about uh, the health of uh, Kim Jong-un, who's only 36 years old, by the way. And uh, a source from the inside the uh, regimen reportedly said that North Korean leader has been experiencing cardiovascular difficulty for a few months as a result of obesity and heavy smoking. It worsened after repeated Ooh. visits to uh, KFC. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so I guess the reason people are thinking this is legit is I guess his uh, he failed to show up for a cruise missile demonstration. <laughs> That was a part of his grandfather's birthday festivities. That's his and favorite thing to do with those binoculars. Exactly. And the I state love that media video. didn't even cover the launch. Um, also, I guess he didn't go visit his grandfather's mausoleum the next day. And uh, so I'm, I'm honestly shocked. I did not know he was 36. I, it's, I honestly, like it's so for 50, I don't know, 45. It's just so crazy to think like to have that much power. And here's something they're not saying. Like along with like being overweight and stuff and uh, heavy smoking is I don't care who you are if you're the leader of anything there's stress also. He probably I mean, I, think, I, I mean I don't know how much I know he stress does. He doesn't pee or poo and he talks to dolphins, right? Yeah, so I know uh, some. I mean, a stress obviously doesn't help, but I mean, obviously, I know being overweight or smoking a lot. Obviously, I think out does the stress, but I'm just saying I think there's a, probably at least a little bit of stress if you're putting like all those factors together. Because, I mean, it, it, like, you're the leader of a big country like that, especially a country that decides to wants to threaten everyone and then gets threatened. I mean, you're going to have some stress. Yeah. So but It's crazy to think that. Like, how long has he been the leader there? Uh, like, when did his dad die? Probably like a decade. Years? Years? Yeah, That's so like wild that. to think that he was the leader of a country in his mid-20s, and here I am yeah, I drinking a White Claw <laughs> on lockdown. So, and I even saw the... Work. I listened to the press conference today uh, at the White House briefing deal, and Trump was asked that question, you know, have you talked to him? What do you know about this? And he's like, I'm not, I don't know anything about it. He's like, I, I wish the guy well. I hope he's doing okay. Um, I have nothing to, to comment on that. I don't know anything about that. We're, that's not what we're here for. So he shut it down. But I am seeing an article that this article at least is like, this is bullshit. Like, no one has a clue what the hell's going on there. We're constantly getting misinformation, which is at the request of their government. Well, that's the thing. Like he could already be dead, and we would never know. Like a, uh, a Cuba type of thing, huh? Yeah, Castro? I think it's possible. I wasn't think he? Uh, Andy, never brothers running the place. Andy, wasn't the other Kim Jong? Wasn't he like dead for a while before we found out? I don't know about that, but I don't know. I've heard from someone. Actually. That was uh, our old friend Cooch said that, our old sports expert. Hmm. Oh, NFL insider, who will pretty soon be our soccer insider once we ever get him back because he is working for LAFC once uh, soccer ever comes back. Yeah. Um, one thing, it's like people really are curious because no one really knows what's going on in that country. But do you think it's like, what was the guy's name? Lance Bass? When he, everyone's what? like, oh, is he gay? Is he not? Oh. We have to know. And then they find out, oh, he's gay. And then no one gives a shit. It's that mystery. That I feel like this is like a Seinfeld moment or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, we, I got to know, George. Uh, but I mean, if we did find out, oh, yeah, they, you know, they have a whole bunch of people starving. And uh, he is awful. Like, oh, 
Okay, yeah, that's what we thought. It's well, I mystery. think it's it's interesting because I don't know what happens if he's dead. Like, who? Yeah, I saw some sort he killed, of like his uncle. Tree. Oh yeah, but I didn't delve into it too much. Because um, yeah, so who would be Kim Jong Jong Nam, the what? exiled half brother, was assassinated. I remember Kim the story. Yeah, my dad actually brought that up today. That's his, his, his half brother. It was Kim Jong Nam. 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 Okay, I thought you said Ma'am. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe we send Dennis Rodman in there to just become their dictator, and then they could just all be really good at basketball, rebounding and yeah. back. You know, defense. Maybe Yao Ming comes out of there next, but uh, well, maybe we'll update have uh, have an update for you guys on that. Probably not, but yeah, grave condition after surgery for uh, Mr. Kim Jong Un. So here's my other question then about that. I, I got just, some information here. I just have oh, to. Oh, Andy has okay. To out. Last so, chance, Andy has off the plane from North Korea off road. Andy one, here. One of the brothers, Kim Jong Chul was not considered due to his unmasculine characteristics. Wow. So, Hi, guys. <laughs> how do their names work over there? They're all named Kim it's Jong. It's got to be a Kim Jong. And I'm sure everybody the last name. It, it, you know, like people's oh, names are something they're, Kim in America. They're reading it as if a comma was already there, huh? Yeah. Oh, boy. Okay. Like everyone's last name in Korea is Kim. Pretty much 50%, I think. In all of the Koreas? Yeah. Well, Andy, they're the same country. They just split. Um, so what I was going to say really quick is just because of how crazy that country is. So he has the heart surgery or whatever, heart procedure. Let's say he doesn't make it out of this. I mean, with how crazy that country is, I mean, does that doctor automatically get assassinated? For sure. Um, I mean, I feel like that's a good question. Out of a cannon. Shot to South Korea. Yeah. You think that guy's gone already? Oh, Gosh. okay, Andy. Like he's already like he's left town. Yeah, even though he can't go anywhere. I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, why was where is it going? Does anyone in that country know what an airplane is? They have airplanes. Have mm. they ever heard of the Los Angeles Lakers? Do they know Blake Griffin, Andy? Definitely, Definitely they Blake know Griffin, but maybe they, they know, know about the Lakers. I doubt it. Actually, I forgot. I just think that's so funny now. Now that I know how old he is, like, of course he was a big Bulls fan. Because he yeah. got to be that era that like got to watch them like the whole time and like understand. Like, he's he would have been like a teenager, preteen while they were like at their best. The only household in the entire country with DirecTV. Yeah. For sure. Can you get DirecTV out of the country? Oh my god, sorry. Tony Katz. I'm just like the situation right now, the sitting situation is just not quite the same. These desks, every single time I come in this office, which isn't very often, once a week, maybe twice, they're changed. Every, yeah. And Eddie knows this. He'll he'll uh, testify to this. They're never in the same spot. You know, it's crazy to think this time last year, I believe we were doing this podcast either at the bar top or in the garage. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy to think like how fast time goes and also how those moments uh, almost don't even seem like they really happened because they were so long ago. And I mean, th- I think one of I think Andy and I can both agree that one of our favorite moments in the garage was when uh, producer Luke came in to get some pickles or something. <laughs> yeah. And he hit his head and he tried so hard. I got to give him credit. He tried. He made sure to not like yell because I mean, he probably wanted to and I don't blame him. And it was one of the funnier moments. And then also at the bar top, you know, just being up there. And that was a great, like relaxing 
cool atmosphere. Yeah, it was. It, it was cool. I mean, we should go on the road more often once things are allowed yeah. to. I mean, it would be fun to be like a traveling band, but uh, we should do the move that you did as a kid, where you we would send Andy, and he'd have his hat in hand, kind of squeezing it. Uh, Mister and Missus, can we borrow like your your bar for the podcast? That's definitely like when Millhouse goes to like the Simpsons front door. Yeah, but uh, the reason I even brought that up was because. At that time, we were thinking like, oh man, once this house is done in a couple of weeks, I mean, a couple of weeks, I'm sorry, a couple of months, we're going to be like, we're going to have this nice studio, which it is a nice studio, but we, well, I think we all had this vision of like this nice round table well, we or something. We had a corner carved out for us for about three weeks. Yeah. I already forget and now. It's all such a blur. Now it's to the point where we're not allowed to leave anything out because it's yeah. interfering. He likes to play musical desks. <laughs> This is my Xbox. Yeah, pretty, pretty soon we're going to end up doing this in the little bathroom here. <laughs> Might but be better. It, it's just funny because we did. We definitely did vision like being that very, very comfortable. And yeah, I we're going to have a couch. I, I, uh, I definitely speak for Andy and I when I say we're definitely less comfortable in here than we were when we were in uh, what is now my room. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that was a good setup. I, uh, we had a full-time I, desk. I still, uh, like whenever I need to smile out the day, I always still just vision when Andy and I would be just directly facing each other and just the time when he just had such that glazed look in his eye <laughs> everyone go in uh, after this you, you're at home you're you're doing a new hobby hopefully or you're, maybe even you're working from home listen to uh you know the best of 2018 best of 2019 all of those pods they're they're good stuff but uh let's press forward actually have- really quick i do have an orange county update oh so my uh, a buddy of mine Used to hang out with uh, some of his friends, met him through them, but he's uh, on the city council for Irvine. So he's uh, up there with, yeah, so he gets like these, gets, you know, I imagine they're very accurate numbers. But anyway, he said as of today, there was in Orange County, there was uh, 29 new cases, 148 current hospitalizations, 54 of those uh, hospitalizations are in the ICU, 16,000, wow, I'm sorry, 1,691 cases in Orange County. 118 total cases in Irvine and then 17,792 negative tests in Orange County. Okay. I believe there's still no cases in Villa Park. So respect. <laughs> How much no, there are at least five. Okay, Andy, that's enough. Where the are you getting this from? The register reported like two weeks ago. I don't five. Uh, send me this. You want me, me find it right now? I do. No, no, we don't. Okay, we do. Like I looked before shorter time than two weeks ago and it was zero uh while while andy is looking we're going to move on because we've spent too much time on this yeah. uh, we have a couple of updates in the uh, movie world and uh, by the way we're this is uh, the new movie uh, of the week we have and uh, all of that stuff we'll get to at the end of the podcast uh, if you listened last week we recommended a movie to listen to and we're gonna kind of go over it tonight uh so that'll be coming up at the end of the podcast but right now we have some news regarding a new streaming service we've talked about uh, in the past. Um, this is six be the cases. There's six cases in Ville Park. Yes. Whoa! I don't know what to believe it anymore. The city of Orange, sixty-four. Woof. Okay. Well, don't go in there. Uh, uh, unsurprisingly, Huntington Beach, one hundred forty-eight. Perfect yeah, place. All, to testing idiots. Well, all the yeah, all the beaches are definitely like those beach places have a decent amount. Okay, Andy, here's uh, another re- like really quickly. Sorry, while we're on it, do you think like some of those case- cities like Irvine and uh, Newport Beach and stuff that have had like more cases? Do you think it's because those are the people that are like able to get some like testing, and maybe other areas 
they like let's say Santa Ana or something Garden like Garden Grove can't get like their way to testing as easily maybe. Well, Santa Ana I think still is the most just because population Santa Ana and Anaheim, but yeah. On a per I don't know if Santa Ana is the most. I thought Anaheim did. Anaheim does, but they're, those two cities have. They're, well, like they're also the wealthiest. The the wealthiest zip code in the country. It's some island. I think Epstein had a place there off of Florida. They spent like 40 grand on tests for all of their uh, oh, living wow. people there as well as their help. And hmm. uh, I believe it's like $200,000 just to be, you know, on the, the list of people that can live there type of deal. And then you have reoccurring maintenance fees each year. But yeah, I saw that in the news the other day. All righty. Well, Okay, so uh, back to where we just were. So uh, we're, of course, talking about HBO Max, which finally kind of unleashed some details. And uh, it just seems like they're trying to buy more and more people to have it because it is what it sounds like just going to be absorbing HBO Now. If you pay for HBO Now, you're just going to have HBO Max. It's $14.99 a month. And uh, what that does is give you access to X amount of old shows and probably a couple of new ones uh, on top of all of the great stuff from HBO. Um, It's it's definitely a lot more than HBO. Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, you're going to have so many like sitcoms and whatnot, including Friends. Um, But I don't need that i don't think when friends was on netflix i don't think i ever put it on i've seen i think all of them when i was a kid well, it's more it's more than friends and again you're already subscribing to hbo so i technically am not oh well but yes i know i mean it's no reason to get rid of it but if you don't have it i don't think that many people would subscribe to it because of this now I think you're underselling. This is the entire Warner Brothers movie library as well. As long as those things aren't already with deals on other places. So like they were showing in their trailer, they had like a uh, Joker and a star is born. Those are kind of like some of the newer things. Okay. Uh, that's a lot of, a lot of things. Yeah. So that, that's, that's the thing is I wasn't thinking know, about movies. AT&T, you know, the company that sells your cell phone service and internet service, they own Warner Brothers which owns HBO among other things. So it's like they have a lot of stuff to pull from. Yeah. And if you have AT&T television service, you get it free for like a month. Yeah. So I have some of the uh, things that will be coming to the service. Just from this trailer, they have uh, a late night show um, hosted by Elmo. So that's good. Who the hell is that for? Stone people? Uh, I believe HBO has Sesame Street now. So yeah, but almost, why Sesame a late night show with Elmo? It's, like it's not. Ne- it's not necessarily a late night show. It's going to be. It's a streaming service, but it's in that format. You know, he's like, oh, my guest tonight is this, and then the band plays. Monster, who's going to be his guest? Um, It'll be John. Hamm. It's, it's real people, but Cookie Monster is like his, like Andy Richter. You got to tell me, John Ham is the first guest. I saw the Jonas Brothers in there. I don't know. I'm out. Okay, yeah. Why the Before Jonas that, Brothers? I'm out. Andy. You need you need like legit comedians or like people that are like fun to have I'm in sure there. It's not. There's more than one episode, but well, I would hope so. If it's just the Jonas Brothers and that's yeah, it, then yeah, we got a problem. Um, but so again, 
we're the people that are losing. Yeah, you have all the options in the world, but again, tie them all together. We need we need cable to just come back because well, you're going to have a experience service where you're paying fifteen bucks for every single one of them, and you're now you're paying a hundred dollars. Fifteen is not that much when you they add up, Andy. Um, another thing on this trailer, they have a, a new show called The Love Life with Anna Kendrick. Looks like a romantic comedy. It's spread out over a TV show. So um, mm. not that's not for any of us, I don't think. But it's something. <laughs> that's a real person that in the movie. Um, I was watching. Remember your, know your audience, Andy. Anna Kendrick is going to play the same person, like same age, uh, for her, the rest of her life. Like I was like, wasn't like up in the air like twenty years, years old ago. And it, it was. She's she's mid thirties now, and she still seems like she's playing like twenty three years old. Like the whole yeah. thing is like. She doesn't know what to do with her life. She's a I, young single girl in New York. I don't like her Hilton commercial. No, I mean that's a, that's just a check. Yeah, I get it, but I, that's she, a retirement. Kind of like a bitch. Yeah. Well, then you don't have to watch this. Oh, that you even yeah. said it's not for us. Uh, what else? You got? Thing, this is so. Those two things are going to be available launch day, but something in the works. They did get J.J. Abrams to make content for them. He was very sought after. Apple offered him a lot of money, but he ended up going with HBO. Um, one of the projects he's doing is called Dark Justice, which is like weird comic book characters in a Dark Justice League. So not the regular Justice League. It's got like Constantine. Remember that Keanu Reeves movie? Never saw it, but I know. He, of like, it. Hunted, yeah, he hunted vampires or something. He's part of the Dark yeah. Justice League. So okay. I don't know. And then um, also. You, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Also uh, a show called Overlook which is about the Overlook Hotel from The Shining. So Ooh, again, that's like you know, that's a Warner Brothers property is uh, Dr. Sleep. So I still want to watch that. Yeah, so that that maybe that's available launch day, I'm not sure. Um I recommend it. That's that's a fun watch. You and Mhm. Um but that's kind of cool doing something with, you know, taking place at that hotel, which they probably already had the set. So why not? Yeah, they have that there on the lot be, that whole Yeah. There will be original programming develop, developing for this service specifically. And of course, there's going to be HBO shows continuing. And there'll be all these Warner Brothers movies available. So I think, I mean, obviously, if it's the same price as HBO and you're already doing it, there's, it's an easy decision. But if yeah, you were well, on I mean, the fence about it. Happened, but exactly. I don't, I don't think that changes from... It wouldn't change my mind. Yeah. But again, I would, I would like HBO. So I would, just for that reason, get HBO. Yeah, I, I don't know. I sound. I'm confusing myself. Yeah. Well, I'm you're gonna have There, I saw something. They're like selling tickets for the Friends special or whatever. It's like, I don't know, guys. I don't think it's gonna happen. What does that mean? Like to go sit in the audience? Yeah. When it's I like heard that it's like them looking back on shit, it's like, oh, who cares? You'd be surprised. My cousin definitely cares. Oh yeah, girls are gonna go berserk for this. Yeah, she's like a huge, like she's even done like Friends trivia at like bars. Speaking of which, Andy, uh, we've been playing bingo on Monday nights at a like virtual bingo, obviously, with like Village Inn. And they also do uh, Tuesday uh, trivia and I think Thursday, maybe one of those uh, days if our schedules can work up, maybe we uh, we go back, we go down there and try a new spot and obviously take uh, the Oracle with us, which is you. Are you pretending like the world... Isn't what it is now? What are you talking about? What you do you mean, mean? What am I talking about? Yeah. When things open up again. Oh, okay. 
I didn't mean like right Thursday, now. The draft. I said we've been playing like ver- like uh, via Zoom and stuff. Oh, so it's been fun. The owner actually, uh, 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 Paige Luke, uh, producer Luke's girlfriend. She has a. She's won bingo, uh, the last game of bingo, the blackout uh, game, two weeks in a row and has a $30 and $50 gift card to there. Whoa. Oh, okay. So, uh, yeah, we are going to use those as a team. I won second place last night in something, and I'm supposed to get some prize. Hot dog, Tony Katz. Yeah, yeah no, thank you. It was just regular bingo, but it was uh, quite an accomplishment. Pretty sweet. Yeah, so HBO Max. And when is that coming out, Andy, by uh, by the way? May 27th. May 27th. So if you guys are looking to add more stuff to fill up your time, you have that. They should uh, there's a lot of people who need their, their Chandler Bing fix. Yeah. Just, they can't wait. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, and uh, this next story we're going to talk about might actually help more programs become available on that platform and others sooner rather than later uh, we're talking about the committee headed up by a one mr steven soderberg yeah he's going to be heading up a committee to uh discuss the plan to uh reopen production you know we're talking about reopening businesses all this stuff but like they want to make sure that they can make movies and shows safely sometime soon because we're running into a situation where we're going to have nothing right now things aren't being re- released in the theaters but we're going to have a situation where nothing's being made and there's going to be a big gap. You guys remember that writer's strike from like 2006? Yeah. And it gave us transformers too, because they didn't have a real writer. Yeah. And it was terrible. Exactly my point. But in this instance, there's just flat out nothing to come out. There'll be nothing. So, which is probably preferable to transformers too. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, we need a, we need something to come up and this, uh, soon. And I think he's the guy to do it. Because I saw the the Batman, the Robert Pattinson movie, was moved to late next year because they didn't finish it. And then they just moved the Venom movie to next year because yep. they didn't finish it. Mm-hmm. So there's that kind of stuff. Things just aren't going to be finished. So they're just not going to come out until next year. So yeah, it's I mean, really important. Whatever option you got, you know. It's a big job. And good thing so we got the guy behind Magic Mike. Yeah, your favorite movie. Yeah. It's a classic. <laughs> Okay. Well, uh, well, he also did Ocean's Eleven, so he probably has some schemes up his sleeve. Yeah, have a small Chinese guy infiltrate the studios. Yep, and they'll get the cameras out, and he doesn't touch anything. So yeah, pretty good. Um, all right. Well, before we get into what we're watching, that portion of the podcast was brought to you by our good friends at Simple Doggy, the dog leash that is quicker and easier, and it works with your dog's current collar or harness. For a limited time, this Tony's Take listeners, that's you, can get 25% off and free shipping simply by plugging in promo code. Tony. That is T-O-N-Y. Also, do you notice how I called it? I said simply by, because uh, it's Simple Doggy. So head to simpledoggy.com. That's two Gs. And plug in promo code Tony for 25% off and free shipping. Because what, Andy? What? It's the dog leash you've been waiting for. Uh, okay. Shall we get into what we've been watching? Yes. Yes. I only have one thing. Uh, I Outside of our movie, I only have three things. Oh, Tony. Can't. I know. It's, uh, and that's that I can think of. I don't think 
there was anything else snuck in there, but three is plenty. Yeah. How many do you have, Andy? Twenty-one. Uh, six. But whoa! Oh my god! They don't need to be talked about in depth. Okay. All right, Andy, you want to lead us off? Sure. I'm going to talk about two horror movies that are about home invasions. That's a, that's a classic horror like genre. I do like that. Um, both on or one on Hulu, one on Netflix. The one on Hulu is called Trespassers, where it's like a couple gets like an Airbnb out in the desert somewhere, and then they're joined by another couple that are kind of they're both kind of like weird people and not the best relationships. Wait, I mean, they're staying in the place together. Yeah. Oh, Um, they're they're friends. Like the two girls are friends, but then like the two guys aren't. It's like that dynamic. Always interesting. And then, uh. Bobby Boucher's girlfriend comes to their front door and says her car broke down. And because they're in the desert, there's no cell phone service. So she needs to use their house phone. And then you can kind of imagine where it goes from there. Uh-huh. And it's just, it's one of those. And it's like, if you need one of those to watch, it's fine. There's nothing crazy about it. Nothing, uh, not some great twist or anything. It's just pretty straightforward. Oh, that's cool. Maybe I will check out uh, something like that. Yeah, and it, it's, I think it's quick, probably like an hour 20 or something. Hmm. And then the other one I watched, I believe you guys had watched before, Hush. Yeah. The, the deaf girl. Yeah, and the guy from uh, the newsroom. Yeah, we saw that a while back. Yeah, it, it's it's pretty cool. It's an interesting it's idea good. where she's deaf you, and he's... You never saw that with us? No. Oh, wow. So, yeah, just like, hey, I'll put that on as well. And it's solid. So hush, it's on yeah, Netflix. That, the part in that, Andy, when like the she gets her like fingers broken in the door. Yeah, well, that, like that part gets to me. I don't yeah. do well with like broken bones. Yeah, there's some real like violence in that movie, and it's like it's not you know Tarantino style. It's real. Yeah, that's what I think is the worst. It's like when it's over bloody like Tarantino movies. It's like uh, whatever. But when it's like what looks real and stuff, you're like that's what's like okay that I can relate to more. Yeah. Well, I've got four more on this list, but if you want to uh, break this up. Let's give you one more, then we'll go to uh, Mr. Tony. Okay. There's one There's one movie I really care about that I want to talk about, so I'll save that for a little later. later. Wow. Project from Andy. Um, this one is quick because you've seen it, and um, I was looking at what's leaving Netflix, and um, there's a certain Matt Damon movie that's leaving Netflix, and not the one we're going to do next week, but one oh. called Rounders. Oh, so great. I watched that. He beat me. Pay him. Pay um, him his money. And I'm going to run this right into the next one, actually, because it's kind of funny that uh, how this worked out. So the next movie I watched was on Hulu. You know, I just mentioned Transformers 2. Yeah. So I'd never seen Transformers 3. No one has. Because I'm like, Transformers 2 is so terrible. There's no reason I should watch Transformers 3. How many Transformers are there? Five? Like six now. Jesus. If you count Bumblebee. Which it's is which Bumblebee. is solid. It's, it's good. Yeah. So Transformers Dark of the Moon is the third one, the last one with Shia LaBeouf. And it was on Hulu, and it was, you know, Saturday afternoon. I'm like, yeah, whatever. I'll try it out. Not to pay too much attention. <laughs> Flip it uh, on. What a weird, like, existence of a movie that it's like, I mean, obviously it's terrible. But it doesn't seem to have any, like, cohesion where sometimes it's, there's a whole sequence with Ken Jeong and Andy Daly, who are, like, comedians. And it's supposed to be, like, funny, but it's weird and, like, out of place. But then also, uh, Frances McDormand's in this movie, and she's like, you know, like multiple Oscar winner, great actress. Like, why is she in this? Maybe she got $10 million. Yeah. But the other thing is um, both John Malkovich and John Turturro are also in it. 
Interesting. Also a rounder. So Totoro is in a a movie or a show I'm going to talk about. Yeah, I mean he's he's good. One of the best. Or no, not no wrong person. Oh, different guy. Yeah, (laughs) John Leguizamo. Oh, I mean just as good. Yeah, similar. All right, uh, Jonah Cat. So you want to go in for a few bars? Yeah, so I uh, I won't speak too much on this one since we talked about it last week, but I ended up watching Angel Has Fallen with a uh, uh, rec- uh, I almost said record producer, but with a uh, producer Luke, recording producer Luke. And uh, I mean, yeah, it was a uh, it was one of those movies where it was like it wasn't you know nothing that I'll like you know talk about for a while, but it wasn't. I didn't think it was bad. I mean, it was definitely like yeah. entertaining. So I mean, it was a uh, if you're bored out there and you want to just throw on something to have on, like you know, it's not awful. But then I uh, I did take Andy's advice and I did start a uh, what we do in the shadows. Yeah, and I think I'm on like episode six or seven, but I I just love it. I mean I think I mean if you like the movie you're gonna like the show. If you like the show you're gonna like the movie. It's just one of those things where it's like they just go. Just I was just telling Andy it's so good off like how it's it's almost like you're just watching the movie. Like the characters are even though they're all different characters, it's all like kind of the same stuff. You've yeah. got like the way they all act is the same. Like they're just goofy and then you've got the one that you can tell that like they all just don't like and he's, you know, the energy vampire is hilarious. And then it's like just the little assistant, just, you know, he's almost like the, you know, he's just kind of funny too, because he'll say things and then they'll just be like, you're not a vampire. Like, don't like, I don't know. It's just a uh, funny. So get, enjoying it. Did you get to the episode with like the council? Yeah. When they went inside the, when they had to go to the place. Yeah. Yeah. When, so uh, like that surprise. What? That was early on, right? Oh no, this is like one of the later ones. Oh, I don't know that. Maybe I haven't. So they on... they have to go to like the vampire council and. The oh, the I was thinking of when they went to like the city council thing. Oh, oh no! All the raccoons at her house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I haven't. I haven't gotten to that part part of them because I think no, the it's... last episode I saw was, I think when they got in the fight with the werewolves, which I think was. Yeah. A- Five or six, like six, I think. I think I'm on episode seven. The one guy had just died. The, the, the like main old one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the next episode. They have to go to the council. I'm on right now. We're about to to explain what happened. Yeah, and it's the people in the council. Okay. Yeah, I forgot. I watched that too. I'm about an episode behind you. It's phenomenal. Yeah, I'm enjoying. And then the the last show I've been watching is uh also on Netflix, uh, Outer Banks. I uh, started it up. It's basically like it's these group of kids that uh. Like the Outer Banks are out there, like North Carolina area, where it's like uh, you've got your it's rich places, and then you've got your pretty poor places, and they're kind of uh, mostly fall into like the the poor areas. But then it's like the rich is like the very like snobby type rich, like Hampton type thing, like where they're just very like we're above you, like majorly, like you work for us, like they do things like clean their boats and stuff for like or like cater their foods at their parties and stuff is kind of how like those other people get by. So it's like they work for them or whatnot, and then uh. Anyway, it's like his uh, dad is uh, the main character. His dad's left out at sea for like, you know, it's been gone nine months, but he's convinced that like his dad's not dead and that he was like leaving clues to help him try to like find something. And then there's like this compass and they basically go on this like treasure map quest. But then it's like, you know, other stuff is happening. Like these guys go after them trying to like kill them. And then you just like, it's just one of those things where it is like kind of uh, predictable at times. Like so far, I've been able to call a few things about it but uh it's definitely like entertaining i mean it's one of those shows that it's they do a good job like at the end of each episode like making you be like well shit i gotta start another episode 
And I think that, I mean, that always is what suckers me in, but it's, um, I don't know. I mean, you guys might enjoy it a little bit, but I've, uh, it's definitely, you know, got time to kill. It's definitely a decent show. I mean, I've enjoyed, uh, watching it so far, but, uh, I know, uh, currently, uh, unfortunately the problem is though, when you watch a show with a uh, record producer, Luke, I'm just gonna call him that now <laughs> is that, uh, he, uh, continues those shows and I, uh, know what's going on in the living room right now, which, uh, and I know there are a couple episodes ahead of me now, so that's always uh, exciting. Well, the funny thing too is he's never watching it either. He's on his phone right now. I guarantee it. Yeah, I know. But oh well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the show seems like it's um from like the '90s WB, like that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. A teen like show. Like yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. One of my friends said it's or kind the of OC like, reminds him of like a uh, also kind of like a older Goonies type thing because they are on like a quest yeah. or whatever. But no, it definitely would be like if it was on regular TV, if Netflix didn't exist, this would a hundred percent be a WB show like Smallville and stuff like that. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Is that all you had, Tony? It is. But what I will say really quickly, Andy, you, you'll enjoy this. So I was looking at, a, I was on the computer the other day and I was looking at, and it was like talking about horror movies that were supposed to come out this year. And they're saying like the ones in the fall, they think still will, which I didn't know they were making another Halloween. Yeah, it's already been made. Yeah, so or I guess okay, coming out with another Halloween. So I think that'll be cool. But also, Andy, I don't know if you saw that they're having Terrifier two come out. Yeah, you texted me about that. I didn't yeah, know about so that. what's exciting about that? And because I was listening to the guy on his YouTube uh, on the YouTube video, and he made a good point because it's like All Hallows Eve, and you even said you know that one was a little spooky, and it uh that one was uh you know on like YouTube and stuff, and then like yeah. whatever. And then Terrifier 1 was like, I mean, I, I actually just kind of threw that on the other night. I mean, I've talked about it before, so I didn't want to talk about it again. But I throwing it on the other night and like paying attention to it, it really is like low budget. And like the acting is just kind of like, okay, who are these people? Like it looks like, you know, like someone made it for like their high school project or something kind of. But uh, what I'm getting at is that clown is definitely like super scary. Like I think years down the road, he could go... Uh, he might go down as like, you know, join those like iconic villains, you know, like Freddy Krueger and Michael Myers and Jason and Chucky and all those guys. And uh, he, uh, but they made a good point because he talked about how like, you know, this next movie, they're going to obviously have a bigger budget. So, I mean, with a bigger budget, I mean, maybe even a little spookier, but sometimes I feel like those low budget ones are more like raw and stuff. And sometimes the bigger budgets kind of. Don't make it as good, but I mean, with it a bigger budget, I mean, I I know I'd be excited to see it. It'll probably be even scarier than the last one. Or yeah, like, I mean, that's it's a good sign. I don't think they're going to be doing like CGI or stuff, but yeah, just kind of better props, that kind of stuff. They could be good. Yeah, I mean, it just improved things. But no, he's uh, it's it definitely it was something that I would like to see. I mean, that, seeing that in theaters would definitely be good because that clown really is scary. Yeah, it's a good, yeah, it's a good yeah. look. Yeah, it is a good look. It's like really just like the kind of like psycho, like you could see this person out like in your hometown type thing. Yeah. But yeah, that's uh, that's it for me. All right. So the one thing I have, which I also forgot, yeah, what we do in the shadows. But uh, the other thing, I started Waco, the miniseries that just came to Netflix. This was from the Paramount Network, which I don't think anyone ever saw this then. From I believe 20- it used to be Spike TV. Okay, so from 2018, and yeah, my I, parents watch this. So okay, and it's got they a watched fun, it. No, <laughs> it. Uh, Michael Shannon, Taylor Kitsch, uh, Paul Sparks of House Mortal of Cards. 
and Boardwalk Empire. Empire. And then uh, John Leguizamo. And uh, who else was in that? Oh, it's got Little Culkin. Um, not McCauley. And not and, the one on uh, Succession. Yeah, no one's ever one. seen this one. They this was the kid from, was this the kid from uh, Signs? You know what? No, I don't think so. Uh, Rory Culkin? Maybe it is. Let me, uh, I think so. Because there's the, like the 20 one, of those kids. The one that's in Succession was Fuller. Uh, this is, I mean, I Signs should be listed. So the kid oh, from Signs wouldn't have oh, been alive by then. Oh, he plays, t- that's interesting. So Igby goes down. He plays the 10-year-old Igby. Because that's his older brother. Interesting. Yeah, that one's Kieran Culkin. Um, okay. Yeah. So back to this. So I'm on episode three of six right now. And uh, it's insane. I mean, this happened in 1992. So I don't really remember any of this. Um, but this, uh, it brings back a fact-based drama. And it has uh, you know info from the surviving Branch Davidians, as well as you know, law enforcement. So it's kind of back and forth on both sides. But this was this is insane so far. It's it's goddamn crazy. So what this is, uh, in case you're not familiar, um, Taylor Kitsch plays David Koresh, who was a cult leader, and he had like 30, 40 people living in this big house basically in Waco, Texas, you know, population, no one. And for some reason they were stockpiling $200,000 worth of weapons. The FBI caught wind. And instead of kind of at this point in time, I guess the ATF is a little trigger happy and, uh, they have a bad reputation. They're starting to get a bad reputation for that. And they basically storm the place and immediately open fire uh, killing a couple of people and whatnot. And uh, it created a uh, standoff lasting 51 days. So wow. you it, it starts with that in uh, episode three, or maybe even two. Uh, maybe I'm on episode four. I, I don't remember anymore, but uh, it's it's very good. And that cast, so you're not going to know the, guy, the name Taylor Kitsch, but he's in Savages. Oh, I know him. Okay. He's him also in Lone Riggins. Lone Survivor. Um, he was the star of Friday Night Lights, the TV show. That's enough. Andy. Iconic character. Uh, phenomenal. I mean, Michael Shannon, come on. The best. So I'm enjoying it. Uh, it. It's on Netflix. It just came out on Netflix. And it's pretty gnarly. Yeah, I remember when that was first coming out, I wanted to watch it. But that, this is why things are better on Netflix because... I, I see it. I turn on Netflix and it's there like most popular. And I'm like, oh yeah, probably should have just started here. Yeah. But cause you know, people our age are just going to miss it. My parents of course were in right away. Yeah. But, they're like, oh, this was like a couple weeks ago, wasn't it? Yeah. All right, Andy, you uh, have the floor yet again. All right. So I'm going to wrap up. Uh, first thing, Dunkirk. I watched, I finally watched my 4k copy of Dunkirk. Answer uh, that. Not- not the same experience as the IMAX, but still that really good. IMAX. Still such a interesting movie in that it's like plotless. Do you remember that when we went to the theater for that? Yeah. I You got the wrong up. <laughs> I bought two tickets because you have to reserve tickets now to the theater. I bought tickets like on the second row from the screen. And that screen is the size of Waco, Texas. Uh 
horrible. So we tried to find some empty seats and uh, luckily we were able to squeeze in. But I remember some kids like, uh, that's my seat. But as long as no one comes to take this seat, I'll let you sit there. Like, well, thanks, pal. Uh, so, yeah, we were. And then able- someone came like 10 minutes in the movie. <laughs> and then they moved, right? Yeah. Uh, Don't be late to the a Christopher Nolan movie, a jerk. Yeah. So interesting enough, the Christopher Nolan movie this summer has not been moved yet. Yeah, because he is saying to movie theaters, you're going to goddamn open up. Yeah. <laughs> and I I will go to, uh, that's the one movie I have to go see. Yeah. Come on. It's got little Washington. I'm in. Yeah. They're, they're going to sell like, every other seat or something. That's the plan. Little Washington. Doesn't that sound like a euphemism? <laughs> I know what you meant. Little Denzel Washington. All right, so my last thing here, and this is the one, the one that matters the most. Uh, a movie I wanted to watch when it came out in theaters, small indie movie, but is now on Hulu. The Art of Self Defense. Oh yes, this is a uh, Mark Zuckerberg it takes a karate class. So uh, Jesse Eisenberg, he plays an uh, an accountant, and he gets mugged, and he decides to sign up for a karate class. And it's an insane movie. It's it's a dark comedy. It's you know a commentary on masculinity, and it goes into some strange places. And I don't want to say much more than that, but it's excellent. It's I started that and I forgot to finish it. It's, it's hilarious. Really yeah. So okay. it's just very. So one of the best descriptions, and I don't want you to think too hard into it, is it's Napoleon Dynamite meets Fight Club. Okay. <laughs> so don't think too hard into that. But it's basically kind of that kind of humor where it's like he's a weird guy in the normal world, but the normal world doesn't treat him that differently. And there's just like weird interactions. And like like there's a hilarious part where so he's a yellow belt and he loves being a yellow belt. And he decides, I want to wear my belt out everywhere, but you can't wear a karate belt. So we make he get, gets a bunch of belts made like regular belts, but yellow but also other colors so he can give them out to his, you know, people there. And so he goes to the sensei and gives him one. And he's like, I had these special made and he gives him a black belt, which is obviously a normal person belt are usually black or Brown. And the sensei was like, this is amazing. This is the best thing I've ever gotten. Like so, totally seriously. And it's just like, that's my kind of humor. Just something subtle, but so stupid. Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I'll need to refinish that. I kind of forgot about it. Yeah, it seems interesting. Yeah, and it just goes into like, no. It seemed at first like it was going to be like a small indie like drama, but no. All right, well, uh, shall we move into our movie of the week? Kill the messenger. Yeah, so kind of want to get back to what we're doing here. Explain it to the audience. So during this time, we're going to try to find a movie on Netflix that none of us has seen before, so we can all kind of experience it for the first time and talk about it. Hopefully you will join along. If you haven't seen it, you'll uh, pull it up on Netflix. Uh, I imagine most people have access to Netflix, especially right now. It's actually funny you say that because my mom uh, today, she told me because they still have cable that she's like, I think we're finally going to do like a Netflix trial or whatever. I'm like, yeah, six years too late. I mean, not six (laughs) years late, but I was like, and she laughed, but I was like, yeah, you guys will enjoy it. I mean, it's it's always like I open it. like yeah. my dad's got Netflix in the house too, and he never accesses it. I mean, he might not know how to, but it's like you know, you all the shows you love watching on cable, they literally have on Netflix. So 
My sister's been a member of Netflix since it was a DVD subscription service. Oh, yeah. yeah I remember that. seeing that in her mailbox, like, whoa, you can get yeah. DVDs sent to you? That's crazy. What year was that? 2000. Like yeah, through like 2009 or 10, probably. I remember yeah. when they first did the um, like streaming, like, friend put it on his xbox 360 and it's like oh yeah they had a God, few features these, right? a few things yeah. also like when like blockbuster was gone didn't like uh, like the popular thing was like you go into like a grocery store and they'd have like DVD yeah redbox is still redbox. Redbox, yeah. yeah there's an arouse right here but yeah redbox is solid because they have new movies so man yeah. like newish ones all right so let's uh let's get into this so i'll read just the basic background on this movie uh in case people don't remember <laughs> But uh, Gary Webb stumbles onto a story which leads to the shady origins of the men who started the crack epidemic on the nation's streets and further alleges the CIA uh, was aware of major dealers who are smuggling cocaine into the U.S. and using the profits to arm rebels fighting in Nicaragua. Despite warnings from drug kingpins, kingpins and the CIA operatives to stop his investigation, Webb keeps digging to uncover a conspiracy with explosive implications. His journey takes him from the prisons of California to the villages of Nicaragua to the highest corridors of power in Washington, D.C., and draws the kind of attention that threatens not just his career, but his family and his life. Did you like that pause at the end? Did you write that? <laughs> no, this is on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> it was very good. Yeah, I did write it. Thank you. Uh, so, yeah. We're, uh, we're, we looked at the movie. We watched it. The cast is pretty spectacular. You got Jeremy Renner, Ray Liotta, Tim Blake Nelson. Um, I feel like Mary Elizabeth Winstead is in stuff. Um, yeah, I would say she was the number two in this movie. So it's a huge cast, but a lot of uh, smaller roles. A little ensemble, as they say. Michael Sheen, who, uh, if you recall in the uh, phenomenal movie Midnight in Paris, plays the uh, pseudo-intellectual, the pedantic okay. gentleman. It has the Terminator Robert Patrick for a hot 22 seconds, <laughs> yeah. probably. And uh, Barry Pepper. You'll know him, of course, from uh, Saving Private Ryan. Name. And uh, uh, Andy Garcia and Oliver Platt. And then the last name I'm going to say is uh, Michael Kenneth Williams from The Wire. Also, I like yeah. when he said, uh, was it Barry Pepper? It just reminds me of Semi-Pro. I'm here with Dick Pepper. Yeah. Uh, Pepperfield, actually. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I watched this movie, I don't know, six days ago now, five days ago now, and I enjoyed the hell out of it. It was right up my alley. Um, also, a lot of similarities to... Uh, Snowfall, which is the series on FX that uh, Andy has been a longtime fan of. And I've actually caught myself up on it because it's so uh, entertaining. I really enjoyed it. I'm kind of surprised that no one really talked about it. This is from yeah, 2014, 2015. Yeah, the government shut it down. Well, it's crazy. I love when movies do this when they're based on true stories. It's kind of a follow up at the end. And it's like, oh, he never worked in writing again. And he died, you know, whatever it was, 2004 or something. Spoilers, right? Yeah, I think I think it's important to realize this is a movie and it's movies are always going to be on the side of the, you know, main character here. Oh, yeah. So there's the there's the truth. And I mean, we don't know the whole truth, but there's you can't handle what the, the truth, movie. Andy. There's the, what the movie portrays. And then there's, you know, what other people think is more reality. And that's kind of 
part of what this movie's about. But yeah, this is definitely this is Jeremy Renner's movie. Despite the great cast, he is he's in every scene. He's he's the lead. He is um he's probably underutilized in Hollywood. He's a really good actor, but he's yeah, I like him. it's because of SWAT. He uh yeah, I mean, yeah, he was such a he was dick in that movie. That's what he gets. But uh no, he's best known for shooting arrows at alien CGI aliens when it's like he's capable of more. Yeah, he can so, write. Yeah. It was nice to see uh you know him in a starring role here. Yeah. No, it was great and uh Yeah, any movie with uh the government and cocaine. I feel like there's just so many of those movies with like it's so crazy to think like when cocaine smuggling, like just how popular it really was. I mean you think like about how many movies you've seen where it's like literally that's like the plot of it. It's like, oh, and then most of them are like true stories. Blow. Like yeah, this is uh, similar to, I mean, uh, similar American to made. American made. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah. The Tom Cruise. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, and it's crazy too. Like just how, like when you think back to American made, like, cause a lot of times too, we don't realize like you, you are getting your family in danger and whatnot, but it's, uh, it's pretty wild. I mean, it's this creepy world out there. And uh, yeah, American made, it was very similar. Cause it wasn't like with like the government also. Kind yeah. Of. Well, and he's even less, um, you know, convincing. Um, it's important in that movie. They said they have, there's no evidence that this guy had anything to do with the government, and he probably just worked for the cartels because he was a pilot, and he ended up being murdered by the cartel. Yeah. I mean, Would you look at there? Of him. Um, so Tom Cruise was murdered by the cartel. Uh, sometimes I wish. Oh but no, he's a character. Whatever that. Ominous Andy. All right. Well, um, do you want to get into uh, some spoilers here? It's a it's a true life story, but in case people want to watch the movie, don't want to read his the real life Wikipedia page, which is totally available. Gary Webb was a real person. Um, just be warned. I think we're going to talk about stuff that happened in the movie. Yeah. So there you go. If you want to log off now, that's fine. I'll except but, before you before yeah. you do, just want to say we'll be doing this again with the talented Mister Ripley. It's a Matt Damon late 90s movie on Netflix right now. It's about to leave Netflix at the end of the month, so we're going to get that in. In the nick of time. Yep. So that'll be our movie next week. Yep. So I do want to ask you, we all saw the movie through. Mm -hmm. What do you think happened? As to what? Did he actually kill himself or did... Was there something more there? Uh. Oh well. Well, and I may be blending movies. Like I said, I watched this like six days ago. Didn't it say he was shot twice and they ruled it a suicide? Yes. So, I mean, it doesn't specify as to where. Maybe he shot himself in the leg uh, once, and then one in the head. But so that's I went into the real story here um, because that's that's the movie definitely tries to set that up as being like he was shot twice was it uh Um, asphyxiation um, with a belt it actually happens more than you think especially people who are going to kill themselves usually get drunk or something before um Mm, they said the coroner said he he shot himself through the through the cheek oh it happens that does tend to happen a lot yeah and then finished himself off which um it doesn't make the story any less sad because you know it's it wasn't like he did this right after what all what happened it's it happened a few years later because he wasn't able to get work. Uh, I looked into what he didn't. He didn't work in a newspaper again, but he did. He did work for the state of California. That's he weird. Was an investigator for that. That's something that's not really shown in the movie very well. Is that maybe they just didn't care? 
there's a there's a part where he you know he's he works for San the San Jose Mercury News, mm-hmm. and they're like we're gonna send you to Cupertino, and then it shows him like packing up and going to hotel room, when like Cupertino is like five miles away from San Jose. Yeah, I was wondering. I, I, well, it was just a small like satellite office, right? Yeah, but why would like he need a hotel desks. room and why do you need to pack up? Um, in real life, he while he worked for San Jose Mercury News, he worked out of their Sacramento office. Mm. And that's where he lived. So that makes more sense. Because <laughs> I'm thinking like, what? Why the fuck does he have to move? Like, just drive to Cupertino. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. So that's why he ended up working for the state government. Well, yeah, he was kind of back and forth between Sacramento and San Francisco in the movie. And... I don't know firsthand, but I don't think they're that far apart. No, but you're not going to commute. You're not going to commute from Sacramento to San Francisco. What's that drive? Like hour and a half, two two hours? hours. Two to three hours. Whoa. There's traffic. Yeah, I guess. Well, not right now, but yeah, I guess you're right. But um, I I really like the second half of the movie more than the first when like things start to like really happen. Like the investigation part is is solid. And I like the the part with Tim Blake Nelson there and kind of he actually just goes to Watts and yeah, he's that. But like when he starts, there's the scene where he's ready to write and he puts on a clash record. That's kind of hilarious. Yeah. I like the, he's got the, what kind of car was that by the way? Oh, I don't know cars. (laughs) Yeah, I know you don't, but I figured you looked it up. That was a cool ass little car. Um, I did like how they did pump in, you know, British rock invasion. Um, I also liked this scene a lot with Andy Garcia, who kind of ran the uh, the prison. Yeah. And then I liked a lot when he's accepting the award and he has that little moment in his mind where everyone's kind of, you know, congratulations, blah, 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 even though he had just been basically fired and uh, his article was just shit on by the world. Uh, but he still won, you know, AP Reporter of the Year or whatever it was. Uh, and then, of course, you know, he comes to and, there's like four people clapping. Yeah. Um, that was, you know, shocking, but also not. Like, I think he tells the story right that, like, all these people are there to protect the government. That's how it was in the 90s. Um, this would get a lot further in today, today's world. Yeah. Any oh, sort yeah. of like, oh, the government's fucking up doing shit. And like, like, like we were just talked about the, the fiction that's out now about this stuff. Like, snowfall just takes us as the truth that's like a big part of the show is that oh yeah of course the cia guy is actually involved he's actually flying this shit and just like that's and no one no one pushes back on it now no one cares it's like it's so far in the past especially because the reason there's credibility is oliver north and what happened with you know iran was a real thing like he the government was really caught selling weapons to iran to funnel money to these people so it's like it wasn't that far of a stretch to say they did this. Yeah. But like at that point in the mid nineties, it was like, no, let's fuck this guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, exactly. Right. I like Ray Liotta just showing up in the dark in his hotel room. Yeah. I think that was really neat that the whole, this whole movie had like every little minor character was at least like a good actor. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know who this was directed by Michael Cuesta, not a, not a name by any means. Usually when you see something like that, like famous people in all the roles, it's they're doing favors for like a friend or something. I don't know how they got all these people. You know what? Just I just scene. watched the his latest movie, which got a 34% a week or two ago, American Assassin. Yeah, I don't remember that. I saw that it was um, Michael It's Keaton. not bad. 
this yeah this is based off of the guy who uh or like that shooting at the you know resort beach uh somewhere you know 10 years ago whatever it was uh and they show it and it's goddamn insane like literally guys just start mowing down everyone on the beach it's unbelievable Hmm. i didn't know he did that well the the other thing i wanted to the other scene i really wanted to highlight which was just good acting scene between you know jeremy renner who i said is good but also a young actor lucas hedges and probably the first thing i've no, he was in. He's been in a good amount of things as of late. Three Billboards and uh, Manchester by the Sea, like good, good movies. He played as a you know his teenage son. son. Yeah, the the basically the scene where his son's confronting him about an affair. I thought that mm-hmm. was he was really good. As I don't know how old he was, sixteen or something. I was like, oh, it makes sense that this guy, you know, after this movie got cast in you know movies that got nominated for Best Picture and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah, the the, the cast in here is. Like you said, it was pretty spectacular all the way down to you know, the very minimum stuff. You have uh, Yul Vasquez yeah, played uh, Danilo Blandon. I just always see him as uh, bad boys when uh, like they drive the ambulance through the morgue. And all that. Yeah. It's so good. I mean, he's had some good roles. He's just in The Outsider. Yeah. And, um, of course, he uh, was stealing the armoire. Yeah. <laughs> Who who was you talking to? And uh, Richard Schiff. I mean, come on, the cast. This is one of the best casts of all time. Yeah, but they're all like probably like one day. Yeah, I'll, if that. Like Tim Blake Nelson, you're just going to sit in an office five minutes. All right. Got nothing else to do. Yeah. Did it from home. So, all right. Uh, where do we fall in this movie? You guys liked it? Recommend it? I liked it. Like I said, anything that's like that kind of movie, I uh, enjoy. Drugs, government, cocaine smuggling stuff is always just so fascinating to me. Just because it's like that was all like real stuff, and it's just like I almost get like on edge when you. Yeah, the stakes are so high. Exactly, like the fact that it's like because I mean, you know we've all seen like a lot of the Pablo Escobar stories, which like when that time Can't was around, enough. and just you know more of those uh, gangs, cartels, whatever you have afterwards it's like it was intense and those people were all so ruthless that it's like one fuck up and it's like it's true and they would want to you know they threaten your family and stuff like that i mean it's just like it's they, those people have no like you know they don't feel sorry at all for like taking human life and like that's what's so crazy mm-hmm. but yeah no i liked it yeah it's good it uh you know tells its story well has some some good montages so it's, it's like competently made good acting and uh, it's a story that if you don't know about is fascinating, whether it's hundred percent true or not. Um, if you, uh, if you loved it, then there is a, he did write a book. So Ooh. you can find his book, dark Alliance. That's, you know, a collection of stories, but also he continued to, to report on this, but just not in newspapers. So hmm. interesting. Yeah. And it's yeah. not three hours long. Well, that's good. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think all of us enjoyed it. Um, should we push forward to the next one, which we kind of already mentioned? Yeah, we're going to say it again, though. The Talented Mr. Ripley. That's an old film, too, huh? 99. Yeah. Um, so I don't believe I've seen it. There might be a chance that like, when I was six years old or ten years old that I saw it, but I don't think so. I don't think you saw Matt it when you were Damon. six because you were 
It would have been. Like, I know, Andy. I went. Yeah. I, 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 I corrected and I said ten. Oh, it came to theaters on Christmas Day. Yeah, so you know it's a good one. So yeah, this yeah, thing is one of sitting with you... an eighty-three and an eighty audience and uh, critics. So, oh, Philip Seymour in it, huh? Oh, yeah, you... like great. It's a movie you knew existed, but yeah, like... I've definitely heard of it, but I had like no idea. Like I heard of it, but I didn't have like a vision. It's also like I'd say like that part of Matt Damon's career was kind of inaccessible. It was all very adult stuff. Like you knew who he was. Yeah. Like maybe you were allowed to watch, you were allowed to watch Sigmund Pride Ryan, but like you didn't watch Goodwill Hunting at that point. I think I did. It's pretty adult for people. I'm an adult, Andy. All right. It's also got James Ribhorn. Love him. You ever see Independence Day? Of course. It's also in, uh, oh, uh, that asteroid movie. He's in uh, Meet the Parents. Yeah. Fokker. Tries to kill that cat. This guy is in, he was in so much stuff back then. Yeah, he, he died someone recently, I think, yeah. Yeah. Oh, he doesn't have his... 2014. No, stupid Rotten Tomatoes doesn't show it on here. Yeah, that's his last uh, year of making a movie was The Perfect Wedding. No score. But yeah, so uh, talented Mr. Ripley. Uh, you're catching it just in time. Because like Andy said, it does leave at the end of the month. So good thing we'll be back next week to talk more about it. Yes, yes, yes. All right. Well, uh, I think that'll wrap us up. You guys have been listening to episode 167 of the Tony Steak Podcast. I am Sean and joined with me in studio, we had Tony Katz. Yes. Thank you for uh, listening. And uh, hopefully you guys keep listening. Tell your friends. And uh, just... Keep staying positive. And Andy, one pint off-road. Have a nice week and uh, watch Matt Damon. See you later.